When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and did you know that every time you sleep, a billion spiders crawl inside your mouth and have a big spider rave? Gotcha! That's a dirty lie! Spiders don't even like raves. They're more indie punk, if anything. Today on the show, we're going to look at the truth behind viral stories about animals. Which claims are real and which are dirty lies? I mean, I can't believe someone would just go on the internet and lie. We'll investigate claims of miniature great white sharks, decapitated heads coming back to life, unicorn dogs, and germaphobic orangutans. And we'll find out that the truth behind these stories is more mind-blowing than fiction. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, what happens when a zebra becomes a fashion innovator? Joining me today are the hosts of Even More News, Internet Liars, and Podcast Truthers, <laughs> Katie Stoll and Cody Johnston. Great to be here, and that's maybe a lie. <laughs> it is great to be here. One of them quote. tells only lies, and the other one eh, sometimes lies a little bit. <laughs> By the end of the episode, you'll get to guess which is which. It's a riddle. <laughs> or will you? Yes, you will. Or will you? Oh, yes, this is good. Will. This is good. So, you guys, people... Okay, I'm going to need you to sit down for this one. Okay. But sometimes people go on the internet and tell lies. No. Um, no I get I get my information from the internet and I've it's always accurate, so I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Well, it's, it's <laughs> doggy bark. Yep. It's a stunning thing to discover that sometimes the internet it you know, it's not always a straight shooter. It doesn't always tell you the truth, which is 
I don't know, it really shocked me finding out about this as I was researching it last night, just researching internet. Does it lie sometimes? The answer? Yeah. I Actually. Mean, okay, but you know if they're telling the truth on that. Right. Can you trust that? Did, where'd oh you get that information God. from? Wikipedia? Oh, my mm -hmm. brain's. Oh, yeah. my brain's. I are, you are you still getting your information oh. from Encarta? Because. Uh. Oh, God. All right. But Twitter's oh, no. okay, just, right? I think we, I just, we uh, broke Katie. I just, I'm so uh, sorry. I my medulla oblongata, but uh, moving on. So there have been a lot of viral stories about animals. I feel like especially now, I think because we're all kind of stuck inside, like we want to connect to the outside world. So seeing pictures of amazing animals is really appealing, and I do not blame anyone for that. I'm super into it as well, but let's pick through these viral stories and find out which ones are true and which ones are dirty lies from lying liar liar butts. So, so we're basically going to ruin animals too. Ruining animals today, <laughs> ruining your dreams. That's the uh -huh. podcast. It's the Debbie Downer podcast where I ruin everyone's dreams. No, some of these are true, and for some of these, the truth is actually more interesting than the internet lies. So oh, okay. I think people will enjoy it. But we're not going to find out that, like, dogs aren't real or anything like that, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. No, we won't. Katie, <laughs> you promised me. <laughs> okay, you guys. I want you to become internet sleuths and try to guess this one. Have you guys seen this story on Twitter that there are miniature great white sharks that are just cute, tiny little great white sharks that look like little footballs with shark faces on them, and they are called <laughs> salmon sharks, and it is a species of miniature great white shark-looking sharks. Is this real? Is this Photoshop? Are sharks cute now? What is going on? What would you guys guess? I would guess that it's a baby. <laughs> Is your baby. <laughs> uh, my guess was also going to be, uh, it's your baby. It's your baby. And this is where we get to look at your helpful slides, right? Yes. Katie yes. has provided us with pictures, and I'm looking at a picture of this adorable little shark, I guess. Yeah, it's a little toothy little guy. If little I were guy. just looking at it, I would guess that it it's a, a baby, having never seen a baby shark before. Right. Baby yeah, shark. if I didn't even hear your intro, I'd be like, that's a picture yeah. of a baby shark. Thanks so for you're the saying that's shark. a baby shark. Do, 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 do. Or. Do, 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 do. There are baby salmon shark. sharks. <laughs> <laughs> baby. It's a baby. So I hear you guys saying you think it's a baby great white shark, right? Sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, I'm going with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys are very smart. This is. Yes. Actually, it is a baby, but it is not a great white shark. So that this... was your doing. So that was your doing. Okay, we said baby okay. shark. You had a great white baby. shark. All right. Yeah. So did I put, be, did I put shark words in your mouth? Yes, you did. You did. I I, I had some hesitance because I when you added the, was the it, great was white, was it my tone of voice when I was like, "You guys think it's a baby great white?" You were very. Shark? It was yeah. very pointed. You were very Stupid specific. Idiots! You. It was morons. as. <laughs> it was as pointed as these 
baby shark teeth. <laughs> these little chompy boys. These little chompy boys. Well, these are little chomp boys, and they are babies. You guys guessed it. But they are actually salmon sharks. So it is true that these are salmon sharks, but these are not miniature great white sharks. These are baby salmon sharks. Okay. And they are this cute. These are real photos. I love salmon sharks. And even though salmon sharks grow bigger than this, I still think they're adorable. So How big do they get? They get to be about six to eight feet. Okay, so your standard shark size. Um, yeah, but it's definitely smaller than a great white shark. So oh, really, good thing we didn't think it was a great white shark, Katie. Good thing nobody <laughs> here thought that. So, all right. <laughs> So that means that they, I did a real, I did a real straw shark, except wait, no, we're not <laughs> supposed to put straws in the ocean. God damn it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Ugh. So the, they grow, like I said, about six to eight feet. That's about 200 to 260 centimeters. They weigh up to 490 pounds, which is Yeesh. about 220 kilograms. So yeah, they, you know, they turn from little football sized baby chompy boys mm. to big old chomp boys. <sighs> Chompy men and women. Mm -hmm. We're not sexist in this podcast. Mm -mm. For comparison, great white sharks grow to be about 11 to 16 feet and weigh wow. from 1,000 to 1,700 pounds. So that's up to about 770 kilograms. So generally speaking, great white sharks are about two times bigger than salmon sharks. So wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it is interesting because Katie, like when you said that, like, oh, they're about standard shark size. That's kind of like what I was thinking when I was looking it up. And then I realized, well, wait, no, great white sharks are way bigger than that. And that is astounding. So salmon sharks are called salmon sharks because they love to murder salmon. Which, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Are actually in the same order of sharks as the great white sharks. So they are cousins in a way. They're both mackerel sharks and they are found in the northern Pacific Ocean. And yeah, I think that they are pretty cute, even as adults. They are pretty cute. Would you would you refer to, like, because salmon sharks are smaller than great white sharks. So mm -hmm. you could technically call, like, a salmon shark, or like a baby great white shark. <laughs> <laughs> like a full-grown yeah. salmon shark, still, mm. like, kind of like a baby do, version of great I white see. shark. Do different do, do. Uh, species of shark, breeds of shark, mate ever i don't know of it should be technically possible but i don't really know of any hybrid shark like there's no like species. mule shark kind of thing mule sharks there there could i feel like it's technically possible i've just never heard of it i just gave you a picture of right. an adult salmon shark so you can see it kind of retains its doofy little chomp boy face which i think i is like its cute. little doofy chomp boy face i do too i do too perfect for booping at that size any bigger, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Also, yeah. I guess I technically wouldn't want to boop that nose anyway. <laughs> no, you probably don't. I mean, like in theory, I, I, I also want to like boop it. it and I want to hold it and pet it, but they wouldn't like it. And they probably yeah. give you a little bit of a chomp, you know? Yeah, well, you got to, um, you got to, the boop has to be a fist, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> to stop, just to like, stop. you got to, you got, well, no, you, like if a shark's coming at you, you bop its nose, right? Yeah, yeah. I certainly wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, no, I would rather lose an arm than assault one of these cute little baby sharks. What if it's coming at you, though? Well, you know, I probably just, deserve to get chomped, to be well, honest. I mean, that's just true, but you know, <laughs> this is a hypothetical, all right. You just don't go swimming in shark territory, You get a tennis all. racket and you just kind of like, bonk, you know? 
I always mm-hmm. bring my tennis racket with me yeah. when I'm swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I exactly. love uh, swinging uh, things underwater. It's very effective. I mean, they're very aerodynamic with <laughs> okay. all the holes in them. Yeah, that's Sorry, hydrodynamic. <laughs> God, I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. It's both. Jesus. It is both. Depends on your location. Uh, yeah, that's true. True enough. So the ones featured in the viral photos are baby salmon sharks. And just for the record, to add to the cuteness of it, baby sharks are called pups. Yeah, they are. Little pups. Yeah, they are. And for salmon sharks, they're born in litters of around six. So lots of these cute little cute little pups being born and also the salmon sharks even adult ones pose very little threat to humans in theory they could definitely kill you like it's not that they lack the ability they just don't they're not very aggressive and there's just not that many recorded cases of them injuring people uh they do they they do bite people usually it's an accident though like there's very few actual attacks that have been reported most of them are someone waiting in shallows and then one of them like accidentally bonking into your leg and then kind of nipping at you like a little chihuahua Hmm. sure yeah so cute little cute little nibbles cute little nibbles and then i want to also address another shark kind of myth maybe truth have you guys heard of the fact that sharks have to keep moving or they die. I feel like that's a pretty common. I've heard that. Yeah. And this is, it's an interesting thing because it's not completely false, but what people are thinking about when they think about the sharks have to move to live is sharks that are called obligate ram ventilators. So that means sharks that have to keep moving in order to breathe for the water to pump through their gills. But actually, most sharks are not obligate ram ventilators, meaning they don't actually have to keep moving to breathe because they have muscles in their cheeks that pump the water. But the salmon sharks, as well as great white sharks, are some of the uh, few sharks that really are obligate ram ventilators, meaning they do actually have to keep moving in order to have the water flow over their gills where there is gas exchange that happens, and that's how they get oxygen. So they can keep living. Exhausting. Myth trusted. All right. (laughs) Wait. So (laughs) this might be a dumb question. How do they do things like rest? (laughs) I mean, you know, they uh, they don't sleep. No, that's a very good question. They actually can kind of go into sort of a kind of half sleep state where they're still moving very slowly, but they are resting. It's just like I think that a lot of us in 2020 can relate Mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, very relatable. God, I want to be a salmon shark just going through the ocean mm. just as a baby, just a little angry little football, and then I grow up and I'm a big angry football mm. and just chomping on things. Chomping, just chomping. Eating salmon, salmon, all those omega fatty acids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> omega something. There are sharks that are very tiny and never grow to be big. In fact, the smallest shark called the dwarf lantern shark only grows to be about eight inches. Oh so that's 20 my. centimeters. They're like the size, the length of a pencil. It's a baby. They, it's, it's not this a baby. It's picture. an adult. It's a baby. It's it, a perma I mean, puppy. It, it, it's a baby in terms of I want to hold it. In a little, in a little baby Bjorn. Character. And in terms this, of how old it is. No, no, it is an mm-hmm. adult. I've been no, I've been listening this whole time. It's a baby. No, it's an adult. They live near Colombia and Venezuela, and very little is known about them other than that they are probably the world's smallest sharks. I, I'm looking at this picture you've given us. 
Yes. This does not look like a shark. Well, it is. It looks but like yeah, a, it a shark. It looks like a grown anchovy. Mm. It does look like a grown anchovy with huge eyes. Yeah. Yes. So I guess that's like fish like, I guess. I mean, um, sharks said, are sharks is fish, Cody. Yeah, sure, I know. Sharks so right, so like sharks it's like oh, fish. that just looks like a weird tiny fish. Right. Um so that makes sense. You said probably uh, the smallest. Is there like other 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 contenders and they just haven't found enough to judge or Yeah, I mean, so the the pygmy shark is another really tiny shark. That one only grows to be about 10 inches or 25 centimeters long and it lives all over the world in deep oceans. So it's kind of it's like the difference between these sharks is kind of hard to say which one is the smallest. Right. But it seems to be like the dwarf lantern shark is like a couple inches. Yeah. Generally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 just like again these are like deep sea sharks that we don't know that much about, so it's like the sample size of the sharks is pretty small, so it's hard to say whether right. they really are the smallest right. or if so the, the pygmy shark is the smallest or if there's like a species we don't even know about that's the smallest. Right. Uh, I like in this picture that this tiny shark is definitely giving the camera person a side eye. Yes. He's like, "The fuck are you doing right now, bro?" <laughs> Put me down. Put me back in my world. Yeah. That I understand. Yeah. That, that that shark has no idea what's going on. Right. It's so confused. And I terrified. know only I only know chomps. I don't know likes or retweets. Yeah. I know I chomps. And, I know I know chomps and what? What is this retweet nonsense? Yeah. I what, know what, chomps what and means swim. What ratio? Sorry, sorry. Chomps and swim? No, then not interested. Moving on to another <laughs> fishy tale, except it's not about. A fish, it's about a cetacean, which is a marine mammal that includes orcas, whales, and dolphins. Yeah. A cetacean? Cetacean station. Welcome mm. to cetacean station. How do you spell that? I'm a, I'm a I don't know, learner. Katie. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N. Okay, okay. It's got to it ends like crustacean probably, right? I apologize. I don't know. I'm not the strongest speller out louder. You know, no, I get like it. when someone's I, like, spell the, I'm like, please leave me alone, ma'am. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm a, I'm somebody that's good learning audio, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I need the combination of seeing it. And How about it I text it to you with the help right. of spell check? Citation. Great, great, great. C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N. I did it. That's what I said. Listeners. Okay. Is that what I said? Find out if I was right. All right, add ocean ocean to Sita. That's a cool mnemonic. Uh Actually, Cody, I had you on the show like two years ago, and we talked about it was a much more of a downer episode because we talked about like undead animals or like how animals deal with death. So, and we actually talked. It was very spooky. It was was spooky. I was. I'm still. I'm still spooked. Honestly. Well, but this is an update for you. Which we talked about. Do you remember that orca that carried her dead calf around for like days because she was in mourning? Yeah, oh. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, it's, thanks it's, a lot. <laughs> well, but here's here's this viral story is claiming that drone footage has captured images of her and she is now pregnant again. <gasps> oh, I'm actually I'm not gonna make you guys guess because that's just mean. This is true. This is absolutely true. Oh, good. So she's pregnant again? Yeah, yeah. It felt, I was going to be like, is it true or false? And that just felt mean because, yes, this is true. 
So back in 2018, uh, when I had Cody on, I was like, hey, you want to come on Animals Podcast? He's like, great. Yes, sure. And I was like, it's about dead animals. And he, yeah, I just, <laughs> just made a lot of Just a lot of zombie animals. Just yeah. like holding corpses. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so happy for her. Yes. So researchers are really optimistic, but also worried about her calf being healthy because fishing has reduced the Chinook salmon population, one that killer whales rely upon for nutrition. Um, and her pregnancy is a really big deal. So her population of killer whales, which live near the Canada-Washington coast, so these are called southern resident killer whales, her group is struggling. Uh, their population is suffering a little bit. And when she had her calf back in 2018, the one that sadly passed away, it was the first successful pregnancy in her population in three years. So it was wow. really sad, not just... You know, because it's sad that the calf died, but it's also sad for the conservation of these orcas. And Did you so say now, three or thirty, three years, three years. Okay. Yes, both um, are hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you definitely want more than one calf in a population every three years, like for yeah. to sustain the population. So now, fingers crossed, everyone's that this new calf will make it. Of course, everyone's worried that, you know, like uh, similar problems are going to happen to this calf. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. This will be this will be something to cheer on, to hope, be hopeful about. How long do whales, how do they carry their babies? That's actually a really good question. Depends on if they're living live. or dead, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, hey, you brought it up. It's your fault. <laughs> so it's about um, 17 months. Oh, God. Which is actually a bit longer it's than a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been imagine? pregnant. I don't know. Um, Me yeah, neither, well, but I imagine 17 months would be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, a lot of, like, bigger mammals, like elephants, too, yeah. like, have these really long pregnancies to develop these giant babies. God, baby elephants are so cute. They are But so we're not mm -hmm. talking about baby <laughs> we're elephants. We're not We did last week. You just missed it. Were they oh. cute? They were sad. very cute. Yeah. No, no, paint? it was very did cute. Did they paint stuff? Did they, did they love each other? Did they, they treat loved each other, each other very much. Yes. Yeah, they, they did. Oh, they love, elephants love treating each other with respect. It's beautiful. They do. They do. The grandmas and the aunts, they all crowd around the new mom and, and pet the baby. It's, all, it's yeah. very cute. It's a good time. Go listen to that episode if you haven't already. So now, <laughs> going from relatively happy, happy viral story to a little bit of a concerning one, there is this viral story claiming that a decapitated wolf eel head can bite you and kill you with its venomous strike. And there is a video of aforementioned decapitated wolf eel head biting into a Coke can after oh. death. And it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a spooky, spooky, scary video. But yeah, that, that claim is quite alarming. What do you guys think? You can look at Should the video first. we play the video? Yeah, go ahead and play the video and try to figure out what's Not going on the video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> uh, the person held the jaw open and mm. it clamped down, right? Like, like you a have, puppet? Like a hand like, puppet? Like a puppet or like something that's dead. And so it's like its muscles are different when, once it's died. Like they're, they're contracting right. or doing something. So like the jaw is clamped shut. It, the person opens it like a, hinge, like a door and ho mm. keeps it open, puts the cannon, lets it open, and it snaps shut, mm. right? Mm. I mean, that's an interesting theory. 
Um, or it's real. Or it's real. Is it real? It certainly... Wait, wait. Never mind. I take it back. I mean, it's hard to believe that that's real because yes, there is a hand on the head, but I don't know. Either way, it's pretty gross. I would have to see the head, uh, like at at rest and no hands <laughs> touching it, and <laughs> then uh, somebody taking something the animal might want to eat. Mm. And bring it close to its face, so mm. then it opens its mouth and closes it, as opposed to just like right. lifting so, up a corpse and like moving it until it snaps right. back into place. Right. Yeah. Sort of to determine whether it is actually consciously trying to chomp. No, that would be a good experiment. We should do that. We could should get a bunch of decapitated wolf eels and try that one out. Oh, I got them. I got them. I I not oh, right, for this, right. but another thing uh, that I won't. I wondering won't what explain that why. mysterious soggy pile was. We don't need to talk about the mysterious soggy pile. Uh, Nobody just, needs to. We're doing yeah. science, so this will be the last reference we make to the mysterious soggy pile on this podcast. Thank you. I promise. Thank you. I don't promise. So this is an interesting story because it is not a hundred percent bullhonky, although it's partially bullhonky. There's some bullhonky and some not bullhonky. So. This viral story came from a video that was circulating in the winter of 2019. A frightening sea creature's disembodied head is seen biting into a Coke can, along with the claim that the head of a wolf eel can still bite and poison you after it's been decapitated. Now, they probably mean instead of poison you, it's like it can still bite and be venomous because, of course, poison is something you ingest and venom is something that happens when something bites you. So... The video itself does not appear to be doctored, but here's what's probably happening. And Cody, you're you're on the right track with your idea, but it is a little spookier than that. So this poor wolf eel that got Ned Starked is having <laughs> a post-mortem muscle nervous system reaction to the stimulus. So you know how like chickens that are decapitated their bodies twitch and run around a little bit or like mm -hmm. a lizard tail maybe less sort of gruesome like when a lizard tail detached that tail like still wriggles around like it's alive pretty gruesome still this eel head is probably doing something similar so you notice that like they kind of like <laughs> They kind of slammed this this Coke can into its mouth like he's right. trying to shotgun it. Yeah. So by push shoving <laughs> it into the mouth, it's probably that force is required to stimulate these nerves that mm -hmm. while the wolf eel head is probably dead and hopefully pretty unconscious. In the full video, I didn't show you the full video because it's a little meh. But they show <laughs> them like decapitating the, the wolf eel and like it's pretty fresh. So... Probably what's going on is while the brain is dead, these nerves in its mouth are still sort of quasi-functioning. So if you if you stimulate them enough, it'll ha it'll twitch basically. So it has this reflexive thing of something in its mouth chomp down. So probably they've stimulated those nerves in its mouth, and then it's having this reflex. But it's not a zombie. It's not still alive. It's just this, like, yeah. reflexive thing. And, in fact, this can happen with, with uh, rattlesnake heads. Like, you decapitate a rattlesnake. That thing can still bite you, and it can still be venomous um, shortly after decapitation. But, it's again, it's probably not a zombie snake. Although, depending on uh, where you cut the head off and, like, how soon after cutting it off, like, it can live for a little while uh, Jesus. you know, just not, mm. not very long. Right. Um, and not very which, well. It's not a great life. after. It's that. not a great it's life. Not, no, not, not living, living its best life. 
Yeah, I mean, that's definitely different than, I mean, saying like a, a decapitated wolf eel can still bite you. Right. It's it's misleading yes. in that, sure, if you put something in its mouth, if you it's not like your arm slithering. inside of its yeah. mouth. Yeah, it's not like, it's I'm like, coming for you. Right. Yeah. Like, I slithering across a, the floor. As a personal victory. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not smart enough to know the details of its nerves, but <laughs> No, no, I think you were very much on the right track. I mean it's and Katie, you're right, it's not gonna be like a Pac-Man head coming after you, like chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> um zombie wolf eel. It's got the face for it. It does got it's got a good face for it's it. It's got a though. good Pac-Man face. I, I si- can't side see view, it. a good side I, view. That's I kind of like would want to be haunted by it. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. haunted mm-hmm. by this eel head? If it's like oh, I'm gonna get you, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it'd be a fun time. It's a got little, a very some Billy Bass songs going on at night, but like it's choruses of children instead of the hey, yeah God. yeah la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I think these wolf eels actually look really interesting. Their faces are kind of. I don't know, I, like saying they're human-like is a little strange, but they do have a kind of human expression on them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some personality going on there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another one of the lies in this uh, viral story is this idea that they are venomous. They're absolutely not venomous. That's just that's just not true. There are venomous fish, but this is not one of them. That's such a weird lie to add. I know. That's so weird. Just, it's like, just to make yeah. it spookier. It does yeah, make it spooky. But like this is the kind of stuff that like that's like everything you've said that's true. That's interesting. Show me a video where someone explains what's going on in the nerves of the dead fish and like I would be like that's interesting instead of this like long drawn out process of trying to find out if it's true or not. That's what that's what gets me about these like explanations behind these things cuz you know, I think, oh, is it people really going to want to listen to me, like, debunking all of these cool myths? And it's like, yeah, because the truth is actually a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, the wolf eel is a lot cooler than just, it's, it's, they're more than just a decapitated head, you guys. Really? There's a whole, mm-hmm. they have a whole life other than being a decapitated head. We'll see about that. So they are actually not an eel. Even though they're called a wolf eel, it's just because they have long bodies, but they are not technically a true eel. They are just a species of wolf fish, and they are very intimidating looking. They can grow to be seven feet long, which Whoa. is two meters, and weigh 41 pounds or 18 kilograms. So they're they're big old noodles. Ooh, look at this. Yeah, this dude holding this enormous wolf eel. Yes. Yeah. Struggling to hold it up. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to find myself next to them. Right. But it seems like there's a lot of disinformation surrounding these eels, these wolf I mean, eels. Yes. There's misinformation in the title of the video. It says catfish versus coke. Yeah, it's not a catfish. It's a wolf fish. That's wrong. But also, like, <laughs> the title says catfish, and then the description says wolf eel. What, like, why does anybody use the internet? I don't this know. So, the internet is so frustrating. Are you, people just do that? Go on the internet and tell lies? I, like they? it's the first I've heard of it, and it's the first uh, time I've been mad about it. So, yeah, hard to believe that 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 would happen. But these wolf fish that are called the wolf eels, which is a bit of a misnomer, they can also live to be twenty five years old. Wow. So, and they also spend most of their time in underwater caves. And here's a cute fact: they often mate for life. So Aww. they are monogamous. There's like a little pair, little cute little couple of these huge sort of 
monstrous looking fish. And I mean, they're horrifying, sure, but yeah, they look a bit like Flotsam and Jetsam in the um, Little mm-hmm. Mermaid, which mm-hmm. are I think Flotsam and Jetsam are actually mores, but yeah, they do. They look a little bit eel like. They look like mores, but they are not. They're wolfish. And yeah, they just have they have weird like old man faces, if it makes sense. Not yeah. quite like a little bit mutated, maybe maybe exposed to some radiation, but like an old man face that is I mean, like half old man, half fish. I mean, that we don't know how they originated. Maybe there's we something don't. to True. it. True. Maybe these are old men, just <laughs> irradiated old men. And venomous or not, which they're not, they can still bite humans, um, which can cause serious injury because they actually bite down and crack open clams and sea urchins. But here's the thing. They just tend not to do it. They're not very aggressive. Like snorkelers and scuba divers just like say that they're not, you know, you don't want to mess with them. You don't want to like kind of tease them. But don't go and don't bully the wildlife. Right. But. Like don't shove Coke cans in their mouth. Like, oh, yeah. you want a Coke? You want a Coke? But yeah, they don't, they're not like aggressive. They don't like chase after you trying to bite you. They just kind of want to be left alone with their significant other so they can chomp down on sea urchins all day, you Mm. know? Most animals don't want to be bothered by human beings. Cody's writing it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, making a note of it. Remembering that from now on. Mental note. Stop bugging (laughs) animals. (laughs) Why are oceans and bodies of water so mysterious? From the Loch Ness Monster to Cthulhu, we like to imagine an undiscovered world of cryptic creatures or whole civilizations like Atlantis. The truth is, water is full of life. It is mysterious, and the ocean is freaking huge, darn it. So while Atlantis or Cthulhu probably don't lurk just beyond our detection, many creatures probably do. A 2012 study used a statistical model to estimate that there are likely 700,000 to 1 million distinct species living in the ocean. Of those, two-thirds may have yet to be discovered. That's a lot of tiny Loch Nessies running around. When we return, unicorns! Are they real? I'll present the facts and you can be the judge. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. One of the earliest recorded unicorns may have actually been a real animal, the aurochs. Ancient stone seals from the ancient Bronze Age Indus Valley civilization of South Asia show what appeared to be a unicorn and were a symbol of wealth. What they really depicted were the aurochs, wild cattle that are the now extinct ancestors of domesticated cattle. In fact, they had two horns, but the seals were always in profile, so it appeared as if they only had one horn. So to those viewing the seal centuries later, it appeared as if unicorns roamed the earth. In this section, I want to talk about unicorns. Da 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 da. Yes. Finally, yes. I've been real, waiting. Real life unicorns. Decapitated unicorn- unicorns. And how if you punch them, they're like, no, help me. If you me. stick a Coke can in a decapitated unicorn's mouth, they go, why have you done this? <laughs> <laughs> What's I love wrong with you? I wanted to grant you wishes. <laughs> so y- unicorns, I'm saying in terms of like these rare mystical looking animals, uh, that including an actual unicorn at the end. So, you know, that'll be fun. We'll Ooh. see what's going on with that. But let's try to figure out if these things are real or fake or what's going on. Is it Photoshop? Can you tell by the pixels? Mm. Let's go, you guys. <laughs> First up is Spotted Zebra. Spotted Zebra, a picture of a zebra How with white that? spots, has made the rounds online. Ooh, what's going on? What's the deal? What is this? I think it's an anomaly. An anomaly. Um, my guess would be uh, somewhere between an anomaly and just like that's what baby zebras look like. Like their spots uh-huh, uh-huh. turn into stripes over time. Mm. Like their, their coat changes. That's a good mm-hmm. guess. That's a good guess. And uh, it will develop into the striped yeah. zebras that we know and love. Yeah, we're right. looking at this baby. It's mostly spotted. It's got some, it looks like some hints of a stripe coming in on the legs. So I, mm-hmm. I could see that theory being true, Cody. Yeah, that's um, actually a really interesting idea. Or... It mated with a Dalmatian. <laughs> <laughs> so these are really interesting theories, you guys. You guys are so smart because this is not a Photoshop, but it is real. Cody, your idea is really interesting. It's wrong, of course. It's very, very <laughs> extremely, extremely wrong and not okay. true at all. But, but it's a good idea because there are a lot of animals who do go through coat changes. So when they're born, they have a different coat like... I mean, deer, for example, they come out, they have spots. As they grow up, the spots fade. So that's, you know, not not a stupid idea, just a wrong one. Mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. is... I, again, I will take this as a victory. <laughs> and now, Katie, you are more on the right track. So this is a... <laughs> this is a real zebra named Tyra. This is born... This is... Zebra was born in Kenya's Masai Mara National Reserve, and this cute little foal probably has something that's called pseudomelanism. So, melanism is 
an overproduction of pigment in animals that creates black fur, feathers, or skin. And so you see that a lot, like with, you'll see squirrels that, that have black fur. You know, actually, we talked about this a little bit last week, but black panthers are actually just any species of ban- panthera that is melanistic. So it can be a melanistic leopard, a melanistic jaguar. I didn't know that, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. But pseudomelanism is interesting because it shows how like pigmentation mutations can be varied. So it's not just sort of an on-off switch in terms of like either you have albinism or typical coloration or Mm -hmm. uh, melanism. So pseudomelanism is another pigmentation mutation where an animal who characteristically has stripes or spots, these stripes or spots are larger or smaller than normal. So what we're seeing with the zebra is first we kind of have to know like how zebras work. Like huh, are they black with white stripes or white with black stripes? You know, that that whole thing. So the it actually does have an answer, which is that zebra skin, just the, the pigment of their skin under their fur is black, mm-hmm. but then they have fur that grows out of their skin that is both black and white. So, you know, that that's just that's kind of how that's how zebras is how they is. That's and how zebras so, is. <laughs> that's how zebras is, you guys. This is a science podcast, and I teach you about how zebras <laughs> is. So this pseudomelanism with this really cute little baby zebra Tyra with the polka dots, basically her black stripes have grown in really big, and then her white stripes have grown in really small for some reason. So she's she's got the black and white stripes, but the white stripes just aren't growing in. You know, nobody... She's beautiful. Yeah. Nobody listens to the white stripes anymore. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, these days, you know. Very early 2000s, I think. Yeah. Is that when they were? She is beautiful and adorable, but... There is a bit of concern in terms mm-hmm. of like mm. when you have like an atypical pigmentation as an animal because zebras have stripes for a reason. Mm-hmm. We're not 100% sure what the main reason is, but there are a few theories that re- biologists have come up with. And one of them, sort of one of the leading theories, is that those stripes actually protect them from biting flies. So biting flies are a huge menace for zebras they can cause disease blood loss it's just like you and they're just super annoying and biting flies seem to really struggle to land on striped surfaces possibly due to something called the barber pole illusion so you know like with the barber pole you have these stripes that wrap around it and the pole just kind of rotates but it looks like it's going up and down like vertically so or yeah it looks like it's moving vertically in a direction, even though it's just rotating horizontally. Mm-hmm. And so that's the illusion. So with stripes, as you're moving as a fly or even maybe as a predator, you see these stripes moving, it may confuse you as to what direction they're moving in. So that potentially protects them both from biting flies. It can protect them from predators. So yeah, little Tyra is as cute as she is. She may be getting more fly bites. So hopefully... Hopefully uh, she's all right, but yeah, it's it's always it's it's cute to see these these animals, but it is also interesting because it it's one of those things where you realize like oh yeah like the reason animals typically have a type of coloration and a type of pattern is because of some evolutionary advantage. So yeah, polka dot zebra, true, real, and cute. I wonder if there's any sort of social fallout that she will see in her 
pack or whatever heard from not yeah. heard for for not having the typical colorations if she's yeah it's mateable. a good question it's a good question i don't it doesn't seem to be the case yeah. like it seems like they don't they they don't know the difference um but yeah i mean that that does happen like if there is a mutation with an offspring sometimes the offspring for whatever reason does get rejected by the herd or or the family or mother or whatever for for some reason but in this case it doesn't seem to be uh so it's like which is nice so just get her a fly swatter is what i'm saying exactly <laughs> put it in the tail right put it in the tail yeah put a fly mm-hmm. swat i mean the tails do kind of serve as fly swatters so you just add a fly swatter to the tail you know Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so what you, mm-hmm. and then you got and then you got yourself a spotted zebra exactly i've seen cartoons i yeah. don't know how things work so our next mystical unicorn like animal is a demon fox so Ooh. there is a photo of a stunning black and red fox who looks like it's part dragon and it is coupled with the text quote a melanistic fox one of the rarest animals on the planet so is this Fox News? Is it a demon? <laughs> is it Photoshop? I think that it's real. Mm-hmm. I uh, believe I've seen, I don't know if it was this exact photo, but I, I saw a photo of a similar fox and mm-hmm. I was like, that's beautiful. Uh, and I Googled the phrase and I saw a bunch of images and I did not look any further into it. Could you describe yeah. describe like the, the fox like that you're seeing? Yeah, it's like um I mean it's got it's like a very vibrant like reddy orange color and then it it's just got these long like swaths of like black over its face covering its mm-hmm. face. Uh it looks like a swirl like you got like red orange and black ice cream flavors whatever those are <laughs> and like swear <laughs> and, and swear and swirl them together a bit. Yeah. The orange almost looks glowy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The contrast is very uh cool. I think it's real but I also think that probably people took a, a a photo of this and bumped up the contrast a little yeah. bit to make it extra. Mm-hmm. There definitely seems to be a, a nice placed light glowing down. It seems to be well it's lit. It's a little HDR, doesn't it? You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, I, I think it's been bumped up a bit. Yeah, it's been enhanced. Can't... Can we stop airbrushing everything, you guys? Yeah. Can we just... The na- there's natural beauty in the world. Let's appreciate that. The Instagram foxes are giving just everyday foxes a complex, yes. and it has mm-hmm. to stop. These fox influencers, I'm sick of it. But you guys are right on the money. This is not a Photoshop, and Katie, I think you are correct about the contrast just being bumped up a little bit because I've also seen these in other photos and they are still stunningly beautiful but they don't look like they're literally glowing glowing. yeah yeah um and here there's actually a really interesting story behind this and the uh, text that accompanies this picture is not quite right because they're saying this is a melanistic fox one of the rarest animals on the planet in fact, no, this is not one of the rarest animals on the planet. It's not even relatively that rare. So red foxes come in many different color variation. And this fox that you're looking at is actually not a melanistic fox, technically, even though the difference in coat, like it's all it's all kind of related in terms of um, you have these mutations in terms of 
pigmentation and melanism is just like one form of that kind of like how we talked about with Tyra the zebra you know she is not completely melanistic but she has this mutation that affects her stripe size and stuff so there there are all sorts of things that can impact of the coloration of a furry coat and red foxes have so many beautiful variations so you have the standard red fox that has this rusty red fur and often a white underbelly and they're adorable and lovely and then you have all sorts of other morphs of fox. So you have, these are sort of the official categories of color morphs for red foxes. There's red, silver, gray, cross, black, brown, silver, said silver twice. Wow. Black, brown, <laughs> platinum, amber, and Samson. And that one actually refers to not just like a sort of like tannish color, but it's like a wooly thin pelt. But there's mm. many other uh, mutations as well. So. Um, first, let's talk about what a melanistic fox, and actually, mel first of all, melanistic foxes are not one of the rarest animals in the world. It's not what's pictured here. They're actually what, are, what we know as silver foxes. So silver foxes are just melanistic red foxes. A lot of people think silver foxes are like a different species. Nope, just different uh, phenotype of our regular red foxes. I mean, I think of a silver foxes. Being a handsome older gentleman. <laughs> I see. Like an Anderson so Cooper that, type. Inappropriate. Just, I'm pretty sure Silver Fox is Mr. Big on uh, Sex in the City. I don't know. Please continue with your actual Ted facts. Danson. <laughs> Ted Danson. Absolutely. I'm sorry, Cody. Are we objectifying men? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> so Silver Foxes have been hunted and bred for their pelts for a long, long time. Sadly, they're used in furs. Uh, they're also famous in as they are part of the Russian domestication study that was done using silver foxes to see if they could make foxes tame over a few generations. And this study actually did show that they could make these tame foxes, although often the results of the study have been kind of exaggerated saying like it took a much shorter time than mm -hmm. it actually did like saying oh it just took like a couple generations like no it, no it actually took a few decades to have these right. more more tame quote-unquote domesticated foxes um but yeah they are it's all the same species of fox it's the red fox so you can have fox siblings in theory where you have like you know one fox that has the red fox coloration and then one that is melanistic or Mm -hmm. Yeah, litters of puppies and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. The fox that is in this viral photo is actually not a melanistic fox, but what would be considered a cross fox. And they are beautiful, but they're not that uncommon in North America. And they're also found in Europe. So they're rel like they're I wouldn't say they're super, super common, but like they're relatively common. You can mm -hmm. find them. You can find them around, you know, mm -hmm. check under your couch cushions. You might find one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they are, they are beautiful. A truly rare fox would be an albino fox. So albino animals are super rare because they really struggle to survive because of how visible they are. Mm -hmm. So spotting an albino fox would be a very special event. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see these photos spread online. I, I, I don't know where they got the idea that like, oh God, I did you Google albino fox? <laughs> yeah, they're so cute. So cute. Yes. Little pink noses. They're smiling. They're so happy. Oh, they're stretching. <laughs> yeah, stretch. 
They're just happy to be alive. They're like, I shouldn't be alive, but I am. So, You're so cute. Suck it, nature. <laughs> oh, God. I scrolled down and found one dead. No, oh, jeez. Like, why did I do Katie, that? don't tell us that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this guy holding it up. Oh, they're so um, cute, though. I love foxes. They're very cute. They're very cute. Be interested in a domesticated fox. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like... You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, God, part of me yeah. is like, they, they probably wouldn't make good pets, but then part of me is like, well, maybe, I don't know. But maybe Over time, would. I've seen, maybe. yeah, people yeah. people have foxes now, they just have to, like, you have to make, like, yeah. enclosures in your backyard with, like, netting, because yeah. <laughs> they're so wild. If, uh, if domesticated foxes happen and it makes fox fur unpopular because it becomes akin yeah. to, like, dog mm -hmm. fur... Like Cruella Deville style thing, like you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's... be a positive change. So you're saying yeah. we should domesticate every animal? Domesticate. So we, so every, we just well, so we just stop. So we just we like have cool to it. make every animal a pet. I think because mm -hmm. like yeah. we do eat a lot of domesticated animals. Right. But, right yeah. Right, right, we got to right. make them all pets, and then yes. what are we gonna do? Petify them. <laughs> so now let's talk about what is claimed to be a real life unicorn, and a puppy, mm -hmm. and a golden retriever. So, you guys, was a golden retriever puppy born with a unicorn horn on its head? Okay, I know Maybe. this one. <laughs> this is a tail mm. on the puppy's head. Well, yeah, if it's anything, it's a tail on the puppy's head, right? Like, I mean, I, I believe sort of, I saw this. Sort of it, it's, a, it's a tail. It's yeah. a tail. Um, the photo is of Narwhal, the golden retriever puppy, with an extra tail-like growth coming out of its head like a unicorn horn does that tail wag it does not because <laughs> katie it's actually not a tail it's a so unicorn horn it's a <laughs> unicorn horn it is not a horn it's not a tail it is just a magical little blob of flesh right it's just like a little growth right little just growth a little on its little forehead yeah. it's not it is not malignant but it's not an actual tail. They actually did an x-ray of the little puppy and they found that it has no vertebra or anything really in it. So it's just kind of furry skin that looks like a tail and it doesn't appear to cause the dog any discomfort or any problems. So they have no reason to remove it because it's adorable. Yeah, a little Why brave would you? puppy with his little girlfriend. I find it weird, but yeah, you don't, you, you, it's beautiful as is. You don't need to remove it, but it is... I find Aww. it great. I find, find it great. great. I want to pet it. You want to scratch it. <laughs> I wonder if that thing will keep growing as it grows. I don't know. I don't. I would suspect it's probably not going to if it's just kind of a fold of extra skin. Right. But, you know, it's hard, hard to say. They're going to monitor it. And if anything suspicious happens, like they'll probably remove it at that point. But mm -hmm. until it presents any problems they're just gonna let them be yeah. a little unicorn puppy. suspicious like starting to grant people wishes and stuff yeah <laughs> i don't just, trust that puppy anymore there's just like a bunch of like butts walking around like butts attached to peanut butter <laughs> attached mm -hmm. to like socks and it's like what is like there's he's just like floating butts with like <laughs> peanut butter and yep that is the magical the... magic of the unicorn puppy yeah he grants like you... himself wishes <laughs> Well, he, he doesn't understand what you're asking. You're like, I wish for world peace. And then he turns you into a giant jar of peanut butter. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the most peaceful thing wanted. you can think of. Right. Like, that's like, his, I, I, I did wanted, it. Right? Right? Yeah. This would cause dog peace. 
yeah. among dogs. So among dogs. Yeah. I mean, technically, if we're all giant jars of peanut butter getting licked up by dogs, that would be peaceful. It would be. Yeah. yeah. There'd be no no conflict because yeah. you have like a dog allergy. Um, I don't think peanut butter jars can have dog allergies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what's interesting is, so having an extra tail growing out of your forehead kind of defies anatomy. Now, I don't think people are dumb for thinking that because when I first saw this, I was like, that's a tail. Like, how is it growing out of there? Well, so, also, that's how it was presented right that's how it's presented in in like i think i saw that headline a few times where it's like extra tail growing out of forehead and it certainly looks like one but here's why that's kind of less likely than just a growth or some extra skin is that so the tail is basically an extension of the spine Mm -hmm. in the caudal region so that's like near near the butt um so if you were to have an extra tail that's it's probably going to be in the butt area just like with extra limbs or polydactylism, mm-hmm. extra fingers, they usually grow where the other stuff grows. So like when you have an extra finger, it doesn't pop up like on your forehead. It pops up on your hand because that's like you think about like as a developing embryo, as these cells are branching off and growing into these things, like the most likely thing to happen is that you have this abnormal cell growth in the region that it's supposed to be. With extra tails, you can't actually get that. So, like, humans can very rarely grow a, quote, extra tail, which would just be one tail because we don't have tails, (laughs) which is a mutation in the spine that causes it to grow extra vertebra down near the butt area. And lizards can actually grow extra tails out of their tail, so their tail looks like this weird branching thing from some kind of horror story or, or fable, but which... So in this case, it kind of makes sense because lizards are at a higher risk of mutation in their tail because they regenerate their tail. So having that regeneration also means they're probably at a higher risk of like, you know, having these this extra tail growth. So that's it's very interesting. But yes, in this case, it's just a plain old unicorn puppy. Nothing strange mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing abnormal. Just very, very helpful. Very magical. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Oh, look very at the sweet, sweet, magical. Very eyes. sweet face. Look at that. I would wish to give it belly rubs forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are a few real-life unicorns, at least if you broaden the definition to a one-horned animal. There's the rhinoceros, who has a single horn that is made of keratin, the same stuff that is in your fingernails. There's the narwhal, whose horn is really just an overgrown tooth. And chameleons, some species of which have a single horn, and others have up to three horns, so like a tricorn? As far as I know, none of the animals can grant you wishes, but their horns serve important purposes. Rhino horns are used in contests for defense and to attract females. Narwhal horns are highly sensitive and can detect water salinity, and chameleon horns are used to combat rivals in mating. So that's enough horniness for one episode. When we return, we're going to find out if animals are just like us. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. It's easy to anthropomorphize animals, that is, to attribute human characteristics to animals. One of the biggest questions of animal behavioral research is why animals do the things they do and whether we, as humans, can understand it with our human brains. This topic is incredibly complex, so of course we're going to start with a video of a seal rocking on its tummy in front of a cat. Now I want to talk about something where often when we see animals do a behavior, we assume they're doing that behavior because they are just like us. Right. And sometimes we assume that they can't be anything like us, so there must be some very cold, logical reason that they're doing this behavior. And so it, there's often, you know, the the truth is often much more complex than either, either of those views. So I first want... <laughs> Sorry, this video is just so funny. Uh, there is a video making the rounds. It's going around on Twitter. It's getting the retweets and the likes. Yes. It is a seal. A lot of serotonin just popping off. Yes. Know, like mm. It is a seal that looks like it is trying to impress a cat by rocking back and forth on its tummy like he's doing the worm. And the cat <laughs> looks really unimpressed. So hey we're guys, supposed we can... to decide if we think the seal is trying to impress. Yeah. The cat? So this is I won't I won't be coy about it. This is a real video. What do you think? Because yeah. like the caption on the video is like this seal is trying to impress the cat. Like what do you yeah. think is I really don't think going it's on? trying to impress the cat. I think it's more likely that it's 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 worried about the cat <laughs> some reaction or maybe it that's part of. Be- it wants to eat the cat? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would, my guess would be that it's just being a seal in this video. <laughs> yeah, and or that. And there happens to be a cat nearby. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just doing this little seal thing. It's like, yeah. bopping along. Look at me. I'm a seesaw. I'm a seal. Honk, honk, honk. I'm the dog of the sea. And the cat's <laughs> I, nearby. Right? I will like, say, <laughs> it looks like the seal is is looking at the cat but that's also the same angle as the video that's mm-hmm. being taken so maybe could, he's stunting for the camera off, maybe mm-hmm. it's stunting for the camera yeah 
Yeah, so this is, I think this is a harbor seal. I'm not like a seal identification expert, but I believe this is a harbor seal just based on its roundness and it's got sort of the cream colored belly with the spots and then the darker back. But I mean, it could, I guess it could also be a spotted seal or a gray seal, but I'm, I'm gonna go with harbor seal. And this is a behavior that apparently a lot of seals do, many species of seals. Um, and so I think you guys, are definitely on the right track now this is going to be me guessing because i don't i can't mind oh what the seal oh so you don't know <laughs> oh i see i'm not a seal mind reader okay. that only works on birds cody okay. it only okay. my powers only work on birds i did read know that. sorry i'm i'm being rude i'm being i'm calling you out but i already read the creature that. feature lore mm-hmm. my mind control powers <laughs> only work on birds but yeah, this, seals do do this thing where they like kind of rock back and forth. And the most likely thing that it's doing is trying to get comfortable. So this is a behavior they do like kind of like right before they're about to lounge on a nice sunny sandy beach. So their bodies are surrounded by a thick layer of protective blubber. So imagine that you live inside a thick sleeping bag with just your hand poking out and you're a seal now. Congratulations. And if you want to adjust to get comfortable, you can't just like, you know, I don't know, like move your legs around or something. Right. You're going to have to kind of like rock in order to get into the perfect position. Uh, so, yeah, that is probably what he's doing. He's just like rocking to get comfortable. Or I don't know. It's fun. Right. It looks it like, like it's fun. Stuff. He's it's doing like- his ab workout. Right. He's doing the worm because it's fun. Like if I was a seal... Would I be rocking and rolling around and just blurping around? Yes. Of course, absolutely. Well, right. That's like the seal thing. Like seals are fun. They have fun. Yeah. They just bop around. They, they boop bop around. around. They, they're like, they're boopers and they're boppers. Yeah. And, uh, got, look, like somebody brought a cat to the boop and bop party. Right, exactly. You've got like seal Alec Baldwin going, always be booping. Always be blurping. Very chill cat, exactly. though. Yeah. Yeah. Very chill cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I love chill cats. They're like, eh, uh, animals. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the king cat's of all just of like, you somehow. Yeah, harbor seal rolling around behind me. What what what's new? You know, mm-hmm, I don't care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think I have a care to give? I don't. I don't have nope. zero care. Maybe I maybe I had them at one point, but they are. Ooh, long look gone. over there! Is that my pile of cares that I have? Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's no, nothing because I don't have one of those. Because I don't have I don't, any cares. I don't have a pile of cares, unlike you humans. Because I'm a cat, and I. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So next up is crocodile tears. Tears Mm. of a crocodile. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So crocodile tears is an old saying that means, you know, basically insincere tears uh, due to the fact that crocodiles seem to cry while feeding. So why do crocodiles cry? Do they feel sad? Are they mocking their prey? Um, (laughs) There's even versions of this folklore where the crocodile feigns injury or distress to lure prey towards it. So this is a quote from ye oldie writer Edward Topsell, um, who wrote, There are not many brute beasts that can weep, but such is the nature of the crocodile that, to get a man within his danger, he will sob, sigh, and weep, as though he were in extremity, but suddenly he destroyeth him. <laughs> this is how old, Love old that people accent. wrote. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> is it something to do? I mean, sure, maybe feigning being injured to lure prey. I I, I can see that being a tactic, but the tears. It feels like the eyes are watering or something. Like there's some like <laughs> yeah, like you know the intensity. Or maybe of he's a, maybe he's allergic to his food. Because mm. like well, because they're feeding, so like there's a lot of like it's a lot of work to be done. With right? That. Don't they have like a lot like yeah, a lot of chomping, a lot of chomping, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of jaw work. Yeah. Um, I imagine um, the embouchure. Yeah, I actually have no like <laughs> even like feigned educated guess for this <laughs> i mean that's pretty good though you're both very much on the right track with this so obviously the crocodile's not crying because it's sad or because it's <laughs> mocking the food mm. uh i mean obviously crocodiles don't have feelings no it's, that's not true they do have feelings it's a it's a dinosaur all right it's a it's a it's a lo- it's a loser. It's a loser. They are not dinosaurs. They lived amongst the dinosaurs, but they are not dinosaurs. They Fine. share a common ancestor with the dinosaurs. But Cody, what? They're not a dinosaur. Well, we are too, then, because we share a common ancestor with the dinosaurs. I mean, look, I just wanted to insult what? birds. Okay, Fine. <laughs> stop insulting birds. Fine. You know that hurts my feelings. As I mean, as a as a human, not, not a <laughs> yeah, bird. Not really. as a bird. Yeah, of course not. not. You're not a bird. Of course not. A bunch of birds fluttering around in a skin suit. No, but researchers actually looked into this question because, of course, they did, and they find that crocodiles do actually weep or cry while eating. And like you guys very smartly guessed, it has nothing to do with emotions or feigning emotions. Crocodiles form tears in their eyes to lubricate their eyes and cleanse them, and then also to get rid of extra salt water that they consume with their mm. food. But the reason that they cry while eating is that it may trigger tear production just by the sheer force of air through their sinuses as they chomp down, which triggers the tear glands. So, Cody, you're really on the right track with this. Yeah, that basically they're doing a lot of chomping, and there's like all this hot air being forced through their sinuses as they're chomping, and then that triggers tear production. It's like some sort of neti pot. It's like getting the food sweats, right? Getting the food sweats. Yeah, the meat yeah. sweats. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I do like the idea that they just love the food so much. It's like, this is so good. I, I just love eating. Oh, to tears by the flavor profile. <laughs> this dead baby water buffalo is so good. I'm so grateful oh. for this meal. <laughs> In humans, there's actually something called crocodile tears syndrome, also known as Bogorad syndrome, which causes people to cry while eating due to a misconnection of nerves that triggers the tear ducts while eating. So it's actually interesting that they call this crocodile tear syndrome because it is actually somewhat similar to what happens with crocodiles Mm. when they eat. So yeah. Interesting. But the idea of an animal feigning distress or feigning harmlessness or injury in order to lure and prey is not a bad idea. In fact, it does happen. So Margay cats, which is a small spotted wildcat found in Central and South America, will mimic the cry of a tamarind, which is a small monkey. And then a tamarind will come over to investigate, like, what's wrong, what's going on? And then the Margay is like, just eat them because it's... Oh, it's a spooky cat. Adorable. Very cute kitties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. very scary in their tactic of just like, I'm a little baby monkey. Come to me. I'm a baby monkey. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. And then just eat you. 
I would want to help the baby monkey if it's I know. Hurt. And if you were a monkey, you'd get eaten. Um, Sorry to say. Okay. And this is called aggressive mimicry when a predator pretends to be something harmless to lure and prey. It's very fascinating. But that is not what's happening with the crocodile. Also, just the idea that, like, it's just such a funny idea that someone would see a crocodile crying and come over to console the crocodile. They're like, like, oh, are you okay, what's buddy? Bro? Dude, what's wrong? Come on. Lay it on me, dude. Just, hey, like, open up. Talk to me. And then they, they like, bite your arm off. Let's, like, let it go, you know? It's like, I hate it when crocodiles like, leave those, out. like, vague statuses where it's, like, feeling down. It's like, well, just tell me what's wrong. Use your words, goddammit. Come on. Express yourselves. Yeah. It's like it's. You know? I do know. <laughs> so on to our final story, which is orangutans washing their hands. It's okay. New, okay. It's We've got a couple Hitsugle. videos here. Orangutans washing their hands. So there is a video going around of an orangutan washing her hands. And the claim is that she has learned to wash her hands by watching Zookeeper doing it as a response to COVID-19 safety <laughs> procedures. Okay. Basically, like, if an orangutan can learn to wash her hands, what's your excuse, people? God, all right. <laughs> you sound so depressed about it, the idea of it, an orangutan washing her hands. I mean, I like that part, but mm -hmm. everything else you said is like, come on, just... <laughs> <laughs> did they not wash their hands pre-COVID? That's the thing, Katie, is they did. And of course so, they did. Uh -huh. you know, of course is... they did. <laughs> this is so silly. Um, all right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, no, orangutans didn't suddenly start washing their hands because they saw us doing it before COVID. Of course they did. <laughs> well, because we also didn't just start washing our hands. Yeah, that's humans. an interesting it's an interesting observation, Katie, and, and a correct one also. Um, but yes, yeah, so that is pretty silly. However, however, this video is true in that orangutans do wash their hands and they do do it because they have observed people doing it and they copy us and they seem to enjoy it. So this is Sandra, the orangutan, at the Center for Great Apes in Wachula, Florida, which is a sanctuary for great apes. And she doesn't just wash her hands. She washes her toys. She washes her environment. She just loves, she has her little washing bin and then just like washes things. She loves it. And she probably did learn to wash things by copying a human, but she's not the only one and it has nothing to do with COVID. So in Borneo, wild orangutans who had been rescued learned to use soap to wash their hands and forearms by watching people. And since then, orangutans that were born in the wild, who did not grow up around humans, learned by watching the other orangutans wow. using soap. And now they do it too. What they do is they go yeah, they into human territory, steal soap, go no. back to their environment, and like sit with each other and wash their hands, wash their arms. They'll hold the soap in their mouth. They'll like lick their arms. It's like, and then they'll pass the soap. They share the soap. Like one of the orangutans, like, can I, can, can you, you're bogarting that soap. Pat, pat. The rule is scrub, scrub, sure. pass. Like, <laughs> pass me that, pass me that soap. And they, they share it. And it's just like highly social activity. It's so cute. They're young, learn. We don't know why they do it. I mean, they don't need to wash their hands, probably. <laughs> they don't need to. We no. don't know why they do it. 
It may have nothing to do with hygiene. It could just be purely an enrichment activity where they are having fun. Like, because it's kind of It probably like, feels nice. It probably feels good. It's probably like tastes interesting. Like they probably like lick it uh, and, and taste it. And then they like get these like foamy things on their hands. It's probably like just a really fun activity. It's probably right. also really intellectually enriching where it's like you have this bar and then you rub it and it turns into turns into foam that's kind of fascinating so right. they're and then the bar slowly like slowly gets smaller right like, yeah right right it's really interesting to them and so it's just this like fun group activity and i think the truth of it not that they're just like copying humans who are washing their hands more with covid but that they are just so curious and so mm-hmm. intelligent that they're going to copy these human activities and then pass it on to their young who learn from them and it's become actual orangutan culture amongst this group is so interesting much more interesting than just like oh look these these orangutans are washing their hands we talk, we're together for yeah like it's <laughs> alone nonsense. together with orangutans like, like, come on like right like it's that's fascinating and so interesting and like makes you wonder like okay well Will those orangutans interact with other uh, animals and pass that on that right, sort right. of activity on? Like it's just like the the uh, video right after this autoplay is a orangutan playing with a saw because it's interesting. Like yeah. they're they're fascinated by things and what they right. do in the world, and so they're just gonna keep doing that, and it's gonna slowly yeah. be introduced into other other uh, of them because that's how their yeah. uh, minds work. Yeah, oh, I God, think I that's wanna... why. That's why it's so important to realize that no animals aren't just like us and they don't do things for the same reason we do them, but they're not completely alien from us. Mm-hmm. They we do share things like curiosity and a desire for play and a desire to learn and culture, but it's just going to we have to come at it from this recognition that they are they have so much capacity for interesting behavior just like humans mm-hmm. but it's we can't just assume that our sort of human ideas are going to be the same ones that they have so like they're probably not washing their hands for you know hygiene yeah just that's a lot of that's fun. nonsense that's nonsense um but like that's the common thing that right. we have with them is the curiosity it's yeah, how they maybe, utilize it in the context of it and, yeah but maybe like it could confer some hygienic benefit eventually i don't know like i don't really know enough about their environment whether there's anything that washing their hands would protect them from but yeah it's like it's just so interesting when these behaviors come up so anytime you see something that seems like a little bit too simple to be true always like look into it because i can guarantee you there's going to be something really interesting behind it kind of like um when i see uh not great dog owners (laughs) because a lot i think a lot of people get dogs and they think like well sit walk do the do the things that dogs do like walk with me come on but like dogs don't understand that they like we like there's a process of teaching them how to live in a human world Mm -hmm. and anything like that it's like well they're not doing it because of any information they have about how the human world works it's this new thing in their world yeah Um, and dogs are actually again i keep saying this over and over they are one of my favorite animals because of their long evolutionary history with us and they have learned to read our emotions and expressions and i would have hoped we would have learned to read theirs as well you hope so but yeah yeah, yeah but it, it, it is something where yeah dogs are actually they're not completely alien from us they share a lot of emotions that we have but we have to understand they are coming 
from Dog World, they have different perspectives on things. Right. Except for Unicorn Puppy. Unicorn uh-huh. Puppy is magical. And all-knowing, absolutely. Of all-knowing, yeah. omniscient uh, mm-hmm. puppy. But yeah, it, it is, it, it is. I think, really... I, I think that understanding it with that nuance just makes animals more lovable because it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, no, a, a shark isn't necessarily going to have the same emotions as a human, but it has something going on and it's probably really interesting. Yeah. It's fascinating, all of it. Yeah, but you're right. We we have such a tendency as as humans to be like, put human motivations behind or, you know, like answer it in, in terms that we can understand instead of the far more interesting reality in mystery in some cases. Yeah. You know? I think it just takes a little bit of creativity to think about a different kind of brain, you know? I mean, like, and that's sympathy, right? Like, that's sympathy that we show with other humans, too, where it's like you've got to have a little bit of creativity to see it from someone else's perspective. You've got to have a lot of creativity to see it from an animal's perspective. Like, why... Why would somebody wash with soap just for fun? Like, think about it. Right. Yeah. And the, con- the context of their environment, the context of like, yeah. what they do, and like where they're where they're at in their evolution, mm-hmm. and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Nothing. The things that don't happen in a, in a human vacuum. Right. Um, we're not. Yeah. 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 We're not. You know, we're not the only animals on this planet. It's my it's my tagline. You, you like for it? Now. For now. For now. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, there will be. No, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Someday, maybe. We're a fun. It's a fun podcast here. It's a fun podcast. Yeah. yeah, but thank you guys so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. You guys are such good sports, trying to figure out the truth and very smart internet sleuths. Do you guys have anything to plug? Heck yeah! Always. First off, thank you for inviting us. This was interesting. Of course. Um, but yeah, you guys can check us out for non-animal content. Mostly, some animal content sometimes. Some, some. Um, on the internet, that trustworthy place. Uh, we we co-host, Cody and I both co-host uh, two podcasts. One's Worst Year Ever with Robert Evans. Uh, and the other is Even More News, which is uh, kind of a companion podcast to our YouTube show, which Cody will explain. It's called Some More News. It's a oh, white man, white man behind a desk wearing a tie, <laughs> and I talk, I talk about the news. Wearing in quotations and because I don't know that that tie is making much contact with your body anymore. Loose, uh, a tie loosely hanging off off the body. And the tie sort of incidentally floating yeah, it's around. There. There's a tie in the picture. It's definitely it there. Um, and if you're a fan of Katie. Golden, not Katie, the one speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, which both. I'm assuming you are, if, sure. If you're listening to this podcast, it's a package deal. <laughs> definitely want to check out some more news because Katie does a lot of writing for us. That's um, true. And, and she's a this week's on our episode. Podcast. This week's yeah. episode. Uh, yeah. Will, about the yeah, Lincoln Project. Yeah, it's fun. I I politics sometimes, which is she dabbles you know, in the politics. I dabble. I dabble in the politics. I'm I'm interested in. And animals, including the politicians, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the orangutan in the White House, you know. Uh, oh, uh, a burn. Burn. Uh, Just uh, lost, the, like... Actually, I probably didn't lose any subscribers. Donkeys and the <laughs> elephants. <laughs> yeah, so you can check all of that stuff out online. Just also, I feel like I insulted orangutans, because uh, the yeah. president is not curious at all. He's so incurious oh, that he, yeah. would, he would look at the soap and be like, Get out of here! 
Oh my god, President Orangutan would have handled COVID better than Trump 100%. because like he would be in office and just sitting there and grabbing soap and washing it and everybody would be like, Oh, we should wash our hands we'll more. Do that too, like the president. Leading by example. Exactly. Orangutan twenty twenty. <sighs> Anyways, you guys, um, you can find us at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That is something very different. <laughs> you can find me at Katie Golden. Just look at my Katie thoughts. And I, as always, I curate the Pro Bird Rights Twitter, where, you know, I think birds, birds are great. And I don't say this because I'm a bunch Part of bird. birds. <laughs> human suit that would be weird no i just think birds are great and we should all listen to them as humans and obey them (laughs) as fellow humans as fellow 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 humans we should obey Uh birds they're pretty cool fellow humans you know Uh you guys my 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 buddies and chums thank you so much to the space caustics for their super awesome song exolumina creature feature is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts like the one you just heard visit the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or hey guess what you guys wherever you listen to your favorite shows see you next wednesday this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.